Hello and welcome to the GAO show here on the 42.ie. We are high stooling it for one last time this season. Dublin are All-Ireland champions for the third year in a row and it is another case of what might have been for Mayo. Gavin Casey here joined by Kevin O'Brien of the 42.ie. How are you Kevin? Hey, Not too bad. Good stuff. We are also delighted to be joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Johnny Doyle of Kildare. Uh, all the dubs had heads in them, I'm afraid. So uh, we are delighted to be joined by Johnny. How are things, Johnny? I'm good now, yeah. Not a bother, thank God. Did you enjoy the weekend? Yeah, I did enjoy it. Uh, you know, lots of emotion, even from a, a neutral point of view, regardless of, of uh, you know, trying to admire Dublin, your heart will still have to go out to, to Mayo and, you know, pushing so close and, and still, as they say, as Martin Story famously said, always oh, the bridesmaid, never the bride. And uh, it's tough on them, it really is. But, you know, enjoy, enjoyed the game, absolutely. Yeah, well, I suppose it's been peddled plenty over the last couple of days <coughs> in, in uh, column inches and elsewhere, and even by uh, Killian O'Connor in Mayo's own homecoming, that they're not looking for sympathy. And I think, certainly looking back in the game, even relative to the two finals last year, where you could have argued in the first final last year, oh, there's two own goals, it, you know, you have to put down some of it down to luck. This time, I don't think it's a hard luck story at all, really. Like, I think they just they emptied the tank and just came up short, but I don't think they can have too many complaints or look at too many incidents where they're like, we were hard done by there. You know, much of their kind of difficulty they came into was probably self-inflicted, if you look at, like, Tony Vaughan's, Vaughan's red card and a couple of moments like that, Killian O'Connor hitting the post. So I don't think they can have really too many complaints this year, can they? Uh, probably not. You know, when you look at it in the call of the day, you know, you're, you're, you're correct. And, you know, you look back at all those chances and really decent chances, and particularly in the first half, um, you know, where, where they had good scoring opportunities and just probably weren't as clinical as as, uh, as Dublin were when they when they got their chance. And, you know, at the highest level, you have to be taking those chances. And, you know, even as good a year as Andy Moore had, he'd, he'd probably be a chance in the second half. And, you know, it, you might just pick out one, one chance, but it's still... You know, it's such a tight game, such stakes are so high, every little thing makes a difference. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure Killian O'Connor, you know, he I heard his speech and he doesn't want sympathy. And if I was in his position, I wouldn't want sympathy. But it's still hard not to keep I know, yeah. It's sympathy, a natu you know? natural inclination for uh, us to feel bad for Absolutely, you know, and for, for him, look at the free taking is a lonely spot. You know, it's great when they're sailing over the bar, but for that one that, that doesn't go where you, where you intended to put it. Um, it's a tough spot, and I'm, I've no doubt as I, I, I've been in that position myself, and I'm sure he's, he's beaten himself up over that. And um, you know, he did the two chances he had, he, you'd put your house on him to kick mm. them, you know. And um, he was in the same position maybe last year and, and had an opportunity, albeit it was a tough enough one. But again, you'd you'd, you'd think he's he's capable of landing this and uh, and has done all year. So it is a. It, there's a lot of chances where, where they had and, and um, you know destiny was in their own hands and, and again as you rightly point out they just didn't take it um, and that's that's tough and you know they will they will feel sorry for themselves within and you know the likes of Donny Vaughan and Lee Keegan and these guys that maybe had the opportunities to just to to um, to get those vital scores and and you know but it's 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 a tough place to be and mm. the next few weeks are going to be tough on them but you know from I never played in an All Ireland final, so I'm sure people out there said you don't know what you're talking about. But you know, you're saying about us. <laughs> <laughs> but there's big, there's big. You know, you sit there on a, on a, a Monday after beating beat in a big championship match, and you know the first the first place you're looking at is at yourself and what what more you could have done. But after a while, you know that goes that, and you just get back at it and mm. no choice. And that's that's the thing. And Mayo will be no different. And, They'll rally the troops. They'll, they'll look at. I'm sure Stephen Rochford will look at what the, the management did. Is there anywhere they could have, 
you know what they're going to learn from the not just Sunday but the whole year and and uh, is there any area that they feel they're weakened and can they add to that and that's the small little margins they'll be looking for and you know it's it's funny football is is a strange thing and or sport even you know you just you pick yourself up dust yourself off and go again and I think that's what why the rest of the country and in, and including Dublin I say have such admiration for for uh, Mayo their you know their willingness to come back time and time again and um, you know they're a, they're a certainly a driven group that. They will, they will rally and, and rise again, and th- that's what you'd hope for them. Yeah, and I, I suppose going back there, uh, Kev, to like the idea of even a couple of missed chances, like um, O'Connor's free, you're never going to have an All Ireland final where absolutely everything is perfect either. You know what I mean? Some you have to take some of these chances and, and look at them and say you're going to miss one or two. And you know, Dublin can say the same. There, there were a couple of uh, misses that they had where maybe they could have made the game a little bit more comfortable, or even spells in the game where they were completely second best that they might have. Uh, Turn the tide a little bit, but for all of Mayo's shortcomings, and there weren't too many. In fairness, they also did an awful lot right on the day. Like you had a great stat there about um, that you tweeted out, Kevin Bryan Seven on Twitter uh, about Kieran Kilkenny and the impact he made in the final relative to the semi-final, and it was yeah. minuscule, you know. Yeah. So like, and that was literally down to Rochford putting Keegan on him and kind of nullifying a point, point guard. And you would have th- you would have thought that Kilkenny is is so intrinsic to Dublin's game plan, and then. He has what eight, ten possessions, and they still find a way. You know what I mean? You're talking about a team that are just so adaptable and uh, so prepared to to win by any means necessary. I suppose. Yeah, like I think Rochford probably got most of the most of the matchups right in the game. It's probably, you know, the thing that probably let Mayo down was you know they're two points up, sixty-three minutes. Um, they didn't really have the game management to kind of see at home down the stretch. Where you look at Dublin um, when Rock hit the free. Um, immediately then from the kick out like all the six forwards grabbed grabbed their men and it was filled yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um, you had to do it exactly you know? yeah Mayo should have been doing that from 65 minutes on yeah like Mayo probably should have ran the clock down yeah but uh, you, you saw Dublin then like Costo got a yellow Kilkenny got black carded walked off took his time going off um, telling that's a drop drop yeah, as yeah. he's strolling off yeah. and then they play keep ball then the last couple of minutes you just maybe it's the fact that you know they've already won four All-Irelands and they're used to that and you know we've seen it in the league as well that they were able to close tight games out um, but I think when Mayo look back, like that was probably the difference at the end. Yeah, and I, th- I think there's a, there's you know there's a point being made there where you know you have to look at where both teams are. You know, th- these guys have gone for three All Irelands in a row. They've won. They've been there. They know how to mentally. You know where Mayo, whether we like it or not, they're a mentally tough tough group of lads, no doubt about it. But there's pressure there. You know, there's a whole. Not the whole expectation of a county, you know. They, how often have we heard about the course? That had, and these guys are only human, and mm. you know, you feel if Mayo could land one, they're capable of landing, you know, two or three. Where, you know, it's it's such a different a difference, and that's why we'll see, you know, Kerry coming every now and again and winning all. They know what it takes. It's hard to see what that X factor is, um, but whether it's tradition or. You know that that winning mentality or whatever it is, and you'll see it. There's, it's the same, I'm sure. You know, in clubs, I, I'd see clubs in you know that are used to winning in Kildare. They'll nine if there's a real battle. You know, more to win by a point rather than lose mm. by a point. They just know how to win, and I'm sure it's the same. Maybe in, in other counties, maybe Road and Offaly. Just you know, when their backs to the wall, they just know how to win. And I, I think they're just coming from two different different places where there's Mayo, as I said, they're just trying so hard, and and you know, it's just even over trying. You look at you look at Connor Loftus that lads, you know, just keep possession, don't get. And next thing he gets turned over, heads to trouble. Take a ball out and it's back up the field. Where if you if you thought that was the other end, 
you know, they would have recycled, recycled, mm. recycled until something came of it. And that's, I suppose, it's experience or, or maybe maybe that's game management, whatever you want, want, you want to put on it. But certainly Dublin, that's probably just a little bit of a difference between both sides. Yeah, like I thought there were two moments really, or well, maybe not moments, but two aspects, particularly of the second half, that were kind of symbolic of how Dublin got over the line again. The first being Dermot Connolly comes on and... I thought he was actually instrumental. I thought he, had, he made a huge impact on the game, but it wasn't maybe the usual sort of swashbuckling Connolly that we see breaking tackles and kicking phenomenal scores. He did kick one, of course, but the composure of him, you know, like yeah. slowing things down almost, telling Lance to calm down, winning freeze, and just keeping it taking over. And then also the winning score, and you see Lee Keegan allegedly, or more or less fully, throwing a, a <laughs> GPS at, uh, at Dean Rock as he kicks the score. And the fact that it didn't have any impact on rock whatsoever you know it was like you know kitchen sink stuff more or less and rock still sinks it and it just kind of you know you're kind of thinking well if not even that was going to stop them you know the, they're they're pretty much indomitable where, where as far as mayor were concerned um we did also speak with uh philly mcmahon <laughs> about that incident i'll get your take on it in a second lads uh, here's what philly made of uh, the gps and and i think it was lee keegan maybe clocking up an extra couple of yards on uh, on the stats I'm sure you were relieved when that final whistle went to be one point in front. Yeah, definitely. Um, they threw everything at us, um, even uh, certain devices. So uh, we don't throw our GPS away. They're too expensive. <laughs> So that was Philly's take on the incident. Uh, I know Dean Rock was saying, I think off the ball, uh, on during the, home, during the same homecoming actually, that he didn't see the GPS and it didn't uh, impact him in any way. Although his reaction after he lands the score where he absolutely cleared out a mailman would suggest he probably saw something happening all right. It's only we can really, you know, there, there probably doesn't need to be much made of it, to be honest, because as, uh, as Dean Rock alluded to and, and as plenty of Dublin players have alluded to, it didn't change the game in any way. But I suppose when you see that, and you still see Rockland in the score. It's it's just Dublin's day, really, isn't it? Yeah, it probably is. And and look at you know, Lee Keegan will get especially on the the, the world of social media. I'm sure he's after getting a lot of a lot of stick over it. This um, is the thing that Lee actually did, apparently. You know, yeah, as opposed to apparently, usual. yes, ex- absolutely. <laughs> just to keep keep any uh, legal side away from us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and look at you know. If you were in the same position again, you'd you'd probably do the same thing. You know, you're looking for every every inch. I'd say fair play to him for even thinking about it. To be honest with you, <laughs> um, you know, to actually to in in such in such circumstances to to reach behind and take it out of the, out of your back of your jersey and and I'd say fair play to him. What happens um, though if? If he does put Rock off there and Mayo go on to win the game, like Mayo probably go from heroes to kind of I a little bit derided. N- no, I wouldn't buy into that at all. No? I think you know. With such high stakes, I mean, you know, we all do things on the field. You know, you ask Sean Kavanagh if he was in that position again with 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 Conor McManus bearing down on goal. You know, to me that was the start of the black card, really, mm. um, and he do the very same. And I, I'd say to him, if you didn't, you'd be foolish. You know, it's it's at that level, it's 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 win at all cost. Um, you know, you would, as I say, if if he did miss and may on may on down to win it, it would be huge controversial. But look at. Every every little inch, you know, these boys are are there to win, not to entertain. And you know, we want we the general public want to be entertained, and we love games like Sun. But it's it's win first and entertain last. And you know, that's that's the level they're at now. You know, um, I, I, I say it's it's not very sportsmanlike. Um, you know, but look at 
you know you have to it's it's winner takes all and and it's it's tough but in fairness to, to Dean Rocky you know he's ice in the veins and like he, he missed he missed albeit he didn't miss too many handy ones but he, he kicked a couple that you know you'd first two yeah, really, yeah. and he now the first one was really difficult one uh, the second, second was 45, 45 yeah. yeah which he normally does he normally does land them um and even going back of course to the league final as well you know like you're kind of talking six months on or whatever like he, he kind of misses a crucial one and then when they need him most he yeah and he I think, but I think that the thing is that and you talk to any any um, any place kicker you know um, you listen to Agar or any of these boys they, they just have this you know unshakable belief in themselves and the pro, the, the, I suppose the mental side of it is it's you know it's it's one hour one they're looking for you know they're not looking for it's just every time and I remember I remember years ago the saying to Jimmy White you know you missed an easy black to to win some and he says you know ninety nine times out of a hundred you you pot them and he says yeah but it's only one hour one I have to pot mm-hmm. and that's that's the big thing and mm-hmm. you know to have this unshakable you know it's 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 the process and I've often heard last time was you know the grass is the same the ball is the same. The, the goals are the same and it's just really if you're focused enough what's happened outside of that because some lad is roaring in hills shouldn't really come into it mm. um, and I'd say Dean Rock has, has perfected his free taking to that all those things don't come into it and you know fair play to him because it was, it was a it was a pressure kick and he delivered yeah, yeah. monumental I think like you showed just the mental strength he has and like there's so many leaders now on that Dublin team you saw James McCarthy driving on late on you mentioned Connolly and, and McManum coming off the bench and obviously they had a massive impact as well you know so like even losing Jack McCaffrey and they still just had the kind of mental resolve to you know to keep going and you know, it didn't. It didn't stop them. Like yeah, and you'd have to admire. You know, when you look back and like, obviously Dean Rock was was someone you, you earmarked from an early age because of of the, he was Barney's son, and um, he he struggled to get into that Dublin side for a while. You know, in his early career he was he was getting, and then he he didn't. He was kicking really top scores in in league games, but just wasn't getting his yeah. place in the time. So he he's come a hard road, and I'm sure you know you hear Johnny Cooper saying the same. It wasn't just you know catapulted from an under 21 side they had to work really really hard to get on it and like anything else in life if you have to work really hard you're not going to let it go on every inch that, that uh, you know you need every small little detail and to me you know that's I admire I admire um, Dean Rock for his, his ability to, to kick freeze in those pressure situations but he's worked really really hard and he just you know he wasn't born a natural free taker obviously look growing up looking at his dad mm. and he was a big influence kicking freeze but uh, you know that's that's not enough at the highest level he's put in hours and hours mm. and, and uh, he got his rewards Big time we've got a, a couple of questions here uh, Dennis O'Donovan says it's surely against the rules not just bad sportsmanship if I threw something from the stands to put him off I'd be thrown out what's the difference? Yeah, it's a fair point, and and maybe maybe the the uh, the headquarters will have a look at that, and maybe there's a ban coming for 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 Lee Keegan. Um, you know, it is, you know, it's it's not right. He shouldn't have done it. You know, you can roll out all these these right things to say, but you know, if you're in you're his just position, if you were in his position, you oh, would have done it you, right or wrong. I probably wouldn't have thought of it. That's the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> I would be. Did you have GPSs in New Jersey? No, no. Uh, we were poor in, in Clare. We had one to go around. You shared it. You got ten minutes when you handed it to the next lad. <laughs> you could have taken off a boot, maybe Johnny or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think like, just talking about Lee Keegan, like he always plays on the edge, and he has that will to win. Like, and that's just part of it. You know that we, we see like 
we were talking about Mark and Kilkenny there and he does absolutely everything, you know, off the ball, checking his runs and that and I think that's just that's just Lee, you know, he'd do anything to win. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people chiming in about the GPS, uh, Mark Pender. So you say it would be acceptable at underage level to throw something at another player. I mean I don't think Johnny is saying it's acceptable necessarily just that he understands yeah, why he did it. It is understandable, yeah, absolutely. Like I mean, you know, you're you know, there's lots of things happening on Sunday. You wouldn't be going out saying, "No, oh, do that at an under eight match." Mm. You know, like let's be honest about it, no different than any other sport. Um, but uh, you know, as you say, it's just that stakes are so high. You would, I, I, it's not acceptable, but I can understand. Yeah. You know why why you would why he did it, and uh, you know that's that's powerful. Look at, I think he he if he does get a ban it's hard to it's hard to argue with it and yep. um, he shouldn't have done what he did absolutely no way but he'll take the pen as well though because yeah, it was it, from his perspective it was worth it yeah you know? absolutely absolutely yeah darren duggan saying this is laughable if it was a dublin player we would never hear the end of it you're almost applauding him for throwing something at another player well i think you've absolutely clarified what you were what you were saying there uh brian mcneil is a question did the dublin subs have a big impact compared to males well, i suppose we touched on dublin subs they did relative to males for sure yeah certainly yeah and like it, you know, did starting Onogara probably didn't pay off, but then when you have guys like Connolly McManaman who can come on and Bernard Brogan, he had a couple of chances, but you know, which he didn't score, but you know, he kind of he had a control and influence down the stretch. And I think if you look at the, the age profile of the guys Dublin were bringing on, even being able to bring on Paul Flynn early on, mm. um, compared to the you know the likes of Conor Loftus who were probably still a bit inexperienced at that level, you know. Um, yeah, I definitely think that was the difference. Yeah, and, and also you, you have to realise as well, even though you mightn't, you know, these guys that are, that are household names, you, you take Kevin McMinnum came on, got a score, but, and, and these are the things you can't gauge is, you know, it, it, the fact that himself and Dermot Connolly came on, Paul Mannion sort of came into it. So, you know, these guys take watching, you can't take your eyes off them for a minute because, mm you know, bang and it's a score. So all of a sudden then you maybe you're if, if Kevin McMinimum makes a, a dart out your and you're not protecting that D as you as you should and all of a sudden then someone like Karma Costello came on. We haven't seen Karma Costello all year. Why did he come on? Much like he did in the in the game last year, he was going to you know half a chance and he get a yeah. score. And um, plus the other subs, as you said, are, are going to drag defenders away and it'll open it up for one of them. Absolutely, and and you know they, they, like you bring in Bernard Brogan, um, but these these guys are super footballers and they just take that bit more mind. And you can imagine now the likes of Colin Boyle, who's after you know just running himself to a standstill, uh, and and all of a sudden he has to chase someone like Kevin McMinnum or you know or yeah. you're thinking oh Shane, Mac, I should be getting easier as the game goes on now harder um, and and for that reason I think th the strength of Dublin bench probably had a, a bigger influence or just than the scoreboard I think it, had a, it was a major major plus for, for Jim Gavin and his team yeah, big time. Well, we don't have any uh, dubs on the kind of uh, panel or stool or chair or thing here today. So uh, we did catch up with a load of Dublin fans at the homecoming in Smithfield last night. Uh, they were fairly jubilant, I think it's fair to say. Uh, here's what they made of Sunday's action. We're going for four in a row now. Yeah, brilliant perform, brilliant performance yesterday. Great, great, great commitment they've given down through the years, and back to the support, back to the supporters as well. Very, very privileged, privileged to have such a great, great team. It was probably the most nervous I've ever been because it was like real close. It was like constantly like a chasing game, so I was nervous. Yeah, uh, I was crying and all. <laughs> it was just emotional because like it's like three in a row, like it's great. Well, the fairness came to seventy-seven minute, you know. Like when Dumbin got that last point when, when Mayo hit the bar, you know. But like, if Mayo would have got that point, it would have been a whole different story. 
But after Dean Rock took that point, Jesus, you know, we did it. We did it in spirit and glory, you know, to do they well. Stand up beside the fireplace. I take that look from off your face. Cause you ain't ever gonna burn my heart out. Are you ready? So it was crazy. Absolutely crazy. When the first goal went in, just at the at the at the start, the the, the place went was just was, was actually buzzing. What about this team then? Do you think they're the greatest team of all time? Oh yeah, I definitely think. I think, think they'll, they'll win they win Sam next year again. Me, I'm Marty and I love to party. So the dubs are obviously hungry for more success, understandably so. Mayo's still looking to get the monkey off their back, but uh, Johnny, do you reckon next year now going into another year of it for Mayo, like that they're going to be show you a couple of the big names or can you see the, the nucleus of this squad sticking around and just having another bash off it um, yeah it's, it's, it's hard to know like you're looking at the, the age of, of these guys like Andy Moran is, is in his 30s um, Keith Higgins obviously we, we talked a little bit earlier on about, about Alan Dillon and you know he didn't really have much of an impact um, you know didn't come on on Sunday and I'm, I'm sure he's he's thinking. Look at you know where am I going? But uh, I I think they will hold on. I think you know it's vital for Mayo's cause that they will. But you also have to look at their personal lives. I mean, um, you know, Andy Moran is a young family now, and you know there's lots of his time is when you start having kids, your time has to go elsewhere as well. So it's a. Uh, but I I I feel that that they will hold on. I I'd be hoping that they will. I'm sure, um, Stephen Rashford we'll sit them down and go through a few bits and maybe say look at we need you for for coming for a championship you know mm. work away on your own we, we we don't expect you to be be tugging out for the fbd or anything like that so i think it's it's how you mind them and, and keep the hunger See, the hunger is the big thing and uh, once that hunger is there and that you know it, it's um and me all whether you know they've been so close and it's a small little thing and they will look search tooth and nail to find that extra little percentage or half percentage to get them to get them over the line and you know as I said when when the the, the, the disappointment fades as it, as it will fade away they'll go back to their clubs and um, they'll get ready for club championship and you get back you get back and go again um, I think Mayo you know still will feel that they're, they're so close and they'll, they'll go back to the well again yeah, what about um I'm oh sorry, Kevin. Yeah, no, I just think just on Moran, like I mean he's he's thirty three now and it was, it was probably his best best season in a in a Mayo jersey so Indian summer. Yeah, so there's no reason why he won't come back. Um I think it'll be interesting to see what Rochford does because he kinda said we spoke to him at the team hotel yesterday and he said he was gonna take he was gonna make a decision in October. Um obviously like he's he's been to three All Ireland finals now, lost two by a point and drew one. Mm. You know, so um, just started a new job as well. Yeah, just started a new job. Yeah, and he's two young kids at home. Um, so you know, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what he actually decides. Like, p 
possibly it might be easier to come back knowing they're so close, you know, and knowing they're, they're, they're maybe how, only inches how hard, away. How hard is it to walk away knowing you're so yeah, close? Yeah, you but know? again, like, it's a long road back to September, you know. The only thing is the Super 8s next year will be interesting. You know, Mayo's squad should probably benefit, and, you know, it'll be interesting to see, like, they probably should have a path through to the semi-final. But yeah, and, and the other side of it is for, for Stephen Rice, but, like, you know... With with working, you, you see, you hear Derek McGrath and maybe before him Jack O'Connor thing, you know, where the, it's nearly a part-time job. Like it's mm. it's tough. It's a tough, mm. tough. Like when you look at the hours and hours that these guys put in, um, particularly management. Like I would I would see it now. Um, Ron of is a good friend of mine, and he would say the difference between being in the management and the player. Like he said, you put in a lot of hours as a player, and but its management is just so much light years ahead of the hours between meeting lads and trying to deal with you know county boards or your sponsor looking for a few bob to do this or there's so much goes on and uh, it's uh, it's it's a, it's a tough number particularly when and he's a, he's a young man he's 38 or 39 is mm. all Stephen Rashford is and a young family and you know if he's moving job he's probably moving to a more pressurized job as well and mm. um, so all these things will come into it you'd you'd hope for for Mayo's sake, that he will stay on. I'm sure that the Killian O'Connors and and these guys, the leaders Lee Keegan and Colin Boyle, would sit down with him and say, "Look, at we're not finished this job yet, and yeah. we'll be doing everything to keep him on." I would imagine. Um, so, but look at it. No one knows until only Stephen himself what what uh, what position he's in. I'd be very hopeful for for Mayo football that he would stay on. Yeah, just I suppose very quickly on Dublin. Then Kev, uh, the same question can't really foresee them losing too many again maybe uh, no. Masik as you were saying and yeah I think yeah Dennis Baxick is probably the one um, Bernard Brogan you know he's 33 now and he's, he's coming off the bench you know so um, it just depends on if he if he's kind of happy to have that role you know that that, mm. that bench role um, other than that like there's not too many I'd imagine Cluxon will, will keep going go for a fifth All-Ireland as, as captain um, Jack McCaffrey you know, it looked like he got a pretty bad knee injury, so we'll have to see how that goes. You know, he could miss a large part of next season. Hopefully not. Um, but other than that, I'd imagine most of them would stick around. Yeah, maybe one or two coming back as yeah, well. Yeah, but that's the, the other side. I mean, uh, Rory O'Carroll is, is off travelling, and you know, he'd imagine he's he's, he's gone for two years now. Yeah, you know, so there's only so much travelling. You get around the world a good bit in two years, so I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine he's sitting maybe in some bar in, in Australia or New York or somewhere like that, saying, okay. I'm ready to come back in here. No, it's it's it, he still has to go back and and uh, try to get into the squad, mm, that's which the is thing. particularly after two years. Abso- I would like absolutely, to get into that yeah. Setup. And and um, and maybe look at who knows. Maybe he doesn't want it. Maybe he's happy enough. Uh, I I sometimes look back. You know, when you're when you're playing and you're in a bubble, and when you step outside it, you're like there's times I think some of the training and some of the stuff. You say, how did we put ourselves through that? But yeah. when you're actually doing it, you don't see it. It just mm. becomes a way of life. And um, maybe he, when he's when he's out uh, out of that system, he's thinking, oh, thanks be to God. I'm I'm away from all that, so who knows? But uh, certainly, you'd be in a healthy situation if he was if he had the hunger and was knocking at the door as well. Plus, you know, you've you've young lads coming on, um, the likes of you know Conor Callan and the year he's uh, he's going to be a year more experienced next year. He'll have learned an awful lot. You know, had a mm. super year, but we'll still have learned a lot. Um, you know, Karma Costello, these guys are, are chomping at the bit as well. So, uh, and that's a healthy thing because you know you need all you, any complacency and. and Complacency is not a word you use with Dublin or, or especially Jim Gavin, but you know you, you need these guys hungry and, and chomping at the bit. And um, I suppose that's what kept Kilkenny at the top for years um, in hurling. Was the, you know Brian Cody would have said the fiercest games they played were were in-house games, and, mm. and uh, I'm sure Dublin is something similar.
Yeah, well, uh, I suppose on that uh, topic of potential Dublin dominance, uh, Darren Duggan has apparently forgiven you, Johnny, for your previous comments. <laughs> Thanks, Darren. Uh, yeah, he said, uh, <laughs> what do you think about uh, Work's comments to split Dublin up? It's a chance now to appease all the Dublin fans watching. Uh, yeah, look split at it. Them up, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look at you. Uh, I saw last week, you know, the Dublin, the so-called Dublin seconds, uh, second team, or yeah. at least their second six forwards. Frightening. And it's frightening. There's no doubt about it. And uh, will it happen? I don't see it happening. Um, Is I there a reason for it to happen? Is there cause for it to happen? Um, look at it. You know, th there's certainly. I suppose it. You know, if you talk about it enough, you'll find loads of reasons to say that it, it should happen, or um, you know, with the population, I still can't see it happening. I think there's too much. Just you know, it's easy, it's easy to, to say get rid of the provincial championships, but there's so much entwined in it. There's so many different uh, structures within the organisation that ha would have to change. Um, so I don't see it happening. And you know, you you, you listen to the both sides of the argument, and you say, well, look at. You know, there was no one in, in the 70s and 80s looking at Kerry to be split in two. There was nobody looking for Tyrone in the noughties or Kerry in the noughties to be to be split in two or Kilkenny in the hurling. So why should it be Dublin? Um, and, you know, there's pros and cons for it. There's an awful lot of, of really, really top-class footballers that will never get the opportunity in Dublin um, to, to play because it's, you know, there's such a population there. Um, I can't see Dublin being split in, in two for the f uh, foreseeable future. And look at, let's be honest about it, if you were a Dublin player or supporter involved in Dublin football you probably wouldn't want it either you, you're enjoying this and you know while you know we've heard about the funding and all the facts and figures surrounding that and you know but if it was me I'd be enjoying it because you know who knows um, how long it'll last you know you just it could don't be know. cyclical as well that's the thing yeah absolutely mm. and you know we could be looking at five in a row we could be looking at six in a row and, um, but at the moment I don't think Dublin would be fit in two Okay, what do you make of it? Yeah, I, I probably agree with Johnny there. Like, I think you know, you, you look at the Dublin hurlers. Like, why aren't they dominating? Then, we're, we're, if they have you know such a big population as well, um, right. I don't think it's I don't think it's realistic, and I, I don't think it would happen. Um, you know, as you said, like w we never kind of said to split Kerry or, or Tyrone in the past. Like, so um, yeah, like I, I, I don't see it happening. To be honest. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll uh, see how that plays out uh, over the next couple of years. Uh, before we wrap, boys, for the year. Uh, let's talk very quickly about Player of the Year and uh, All-Stars. Uh, my second Player of the Year, um, I kind of got the impression, even watching James McCarthy's very quiet first half, I was like, this guy's going to win Man of the Match, purely on the basis that you kind of heard in the week leading up to the game, like, yeah, James McCarthy might be a bit of a wild card shout there for Player of the Year, and usually the Man of the Match will feed into that narrative. Um, I would argue, like, Andy Moran is, is, should be a shoo-in, given the season he's had, even as good as McCarthy was. What do you reckon, Johnny? Yeah, I, I'd be a little bit on that as well. Like you know, no doubt, James McCarthy had a massive year, and and you know, uh, the way Dublin play, and it's it's they've they've brought the team to a new level. Like there's there's so many stars, but yet there's no star brighter than the rest. Mm -hmm. You know, like Kilkenny had a, a great year, um, and you know it was tied up, but all of a sudden in the void left by him, someone else steps in. Conor Callan, you know, an unbelievable goal. Probably was a little bit quiet after yeah. after in the game, um, and I, I think that's what Jim Gavin has created. Where regardless of anything else, you know, any player can can have a can have a brilliant day at any stage, and and you know if they don't, the show goes on, and that's yeah. that's a really powerful position to be in. Um, whereas if you look at all the games, and you're talking about Player of the Year, 
So you have to look at the full year, and that's probably where you know, like you could you could have a brilliant semi final, a brilliant final, and that could be enough to play, get your player of the year. Um, no different than the All Stars. You know, I looked at the All Star selection the other night, and I did I didn't know whether they were picking the team of the day or the team of the year you know and, yeah. and that's the way it's gone I think it should be looked at and say okay let's look at the overall package um, because you know there's lots of brilliant players out there that if they were in that on that stage individual players mm. they probably would shine as bright as any you know any fit into a system and um, but they don't get the chance so I think they should be you know have a look at the whole year as a bit more it's sort of gone away from that there was a time where you know if someone came out, out about, I mean Martin Lynch won an all-star in 91 Clare beaten in the first round by, by Lau but they got to a league final mm. do you know and you were nearly rewarded for that if you if someone won a, a provincial championship you know out of the blue you nearly were rewarded for that where now it's it's really the, the last two finals, two finals and, yeah, and maybe a couple from the semi-final yeah. you know and that's the way it's gone so I suppose I'm gone away from your original question no, no, I mean um, you've pretty much sent a message there to Fintan O'Toole who yeah. isn't joining <laughs> us to be at that all-star <laughs> meeting I hope you're listening Fintan take it on board yeah but and, and look at uh, to me to me that the, the one player that was probably all through the year was really really when you know was really stood up above anyone else to me it was Andy Moore um, and I'm sure there's Dublin people saying oh you know, it's Dublin again, but I think Darren Duggan, Darren, sorry, Darren's Darren. typing. Yeah, I was in Darren's bad books. Got back into his good books. I'm bad in his bad books. Bad books again. But yeah, if it was me, uh, very close, uh, very close between James McCarthy and, and Andy Moran. But I think Andy Moran to me deserves the nod. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like I think he scored three twenty four in ten games this season. Like and even going into the final, you know, people kind of thought that Fitzsimons might have the match with Moran. Still scored three points in the first half, mm. and I think it looked like he was signaling to the sideline. Um, in the second half, he had a bit of a hamstring injury or something, so that's probably why why he was taken off. But I think, yeah, I, I definitely I think Moran. I think James Carty had a, a brilliant final, but I think overall Moran probably deserves it. Yeah, and there's that's if he does get that's the second year in a row that Dublin have won yeah. the All Ireland and and Mayo and and maybe there'll be there'll be dubs out there saying oh yeah, it's just a sympathy thing and and uh, look at they don't want their sympathy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But you know, as I say, I just think um, you know for an individual like. The Dublin, the Dublin dynamic is that you know we've lots of stars, but none, yeah. none brighter than anyone else. And I think for that, I think Andy Moore has had a phenomenal year. Yeah. So I suppose looking at all stars and lads very quickly, um, if we were to look at lads from say outside the two finalists, uh, you reckon McCarthy would probably just about keep Colin Boyle at now at this stage. Gainey maybe will get in. Yeah, I think Gainey will get in. Yeah, I think um, Colin Cavanagh from Tyrone is probably the one shout at midfield that might make it. Um, Colin Cavanagh, even sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think other than that, like it's probably Tyrone McCann had a great season, but not not a great semi final, and that would mm. probably work against him. Um, then obviously, as we said, it's kind of heavily weighted on on the finalists. So, like you know, if you look at the you know half back line there midfield, it, it kind of all depends where. Where you know Keno Sullivan is he at full back or centre back, and mm. that'll have a knock on effect. You know, yeah, and look, there's so like we've seen Kieran Kilkenny line out in midfield. There's Aidan O'Shea's mm. lined out everywhere, barring early in goals at this yeah. stage, and you know, and that's the way the game has gone. That that middle eight now is is you know one position is maybe the same as the next. You know, mm. the days of putting the big lad in the middle of the field driving the ball out, their days are gone. Like you know, so um, I certainly think think. Um, Colin Kavanagh has had a really good year. Enda Smith, in fairness to him, you know, mm. um, I thought was was decent all year. Um, probably shout for Kevin Feely as well. He did a fantastic Leinster mm. final. You know, give an exhibition of the mark and what you know, high feeling. Yeah. Um, but probably probably Paul Gainey, um, 
you know, would be one, and and Colin Cavanagh would probably be the the second one. But other than that, you're looking at you're looking at uh, Dublin Mayo to, to dominate. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what what Dublin forwards come into it now. Like I think Conor Collins probably a shoe and um, Kieran Kilkenny, I feel probably probably make it. Um, and then the last one, you know, will they give it to Dean Rock? Who, you know, in fairness, his final performance was brilliant. Um, four points from play as well. Um, and then in, in terms of Mayo, like Andy Moran, um, you know, it'd be interesting. Like Aidan O'Shea should probably get in, and then maybe Kevin McLaughlin. You know, there, there's still a few there that that aren't like aren't definite yet. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. And, and regardless, same as every other year with the All Stars, there'll be plenty of plenty of controversy. How would we pick this lad over that <laughs> lad? And you know, everyone has an opinion. And and uh, I certainly think it's probably needs something to look at from an overall picture. You know, um, where you know you, you get scores for for different things throughout the year, and mm. some way of looking at it like that because you know, and and we've only added to it. It gets it gets predictable, really. Yeah. You know? yeah. And you'll often see like that guys are kind of put in pos- into positions that maybe they weren't playing just to fit in another, just to another shoot player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and you'll get a lad that you know is making it, hasn't played in the forward all year, but has been an outstanding midfielder, ending up getting a half forward or something like that. You yeah. know. Um, but I suppose that's that's the debate every year. Yeah. Well, listen, boys, it's been an absolute pleasure, a, a great final, a great year. Johnny, thanks again for joining us. Very welcome. Hopefully, uh, Darren and the lads have forgiven you there. Sure, there's always next year, Johnny. And, uh, there's always next year. Absolutely. We can at the Mayo as well. <laughs> Kev, thanks a million. Sure, uh, as per, uh, well, listen, we uh, usually kind of end on closing credits, but I think, given he is a prospective Player of the Year and uh, he is a, in a celebratory mood, we might uh, leave the lad last word for this year to James McCarthy. Thanks a million to all of you for watching and for commenting throughout this season. We'll be back again uh, on Friday with close calls looking ahead to the ladies final between those same counties Dublin and Mayo. But until then uh, we'll leave you with James McCarthy. Cheers. Yeah, no, it was a special course. Special, yeah. Special. As much as we didn't want to say, we're going to have to treat all the course you were, you know, so then, and, and, and it's, it's great to do it, you know. Yeah, we're freaking, as you can imagine, it's been heavy going, but um, I know it's so we're a very tight group and like, we enjoy our company. We we, um, we train hard together, we drink hard together, we have fun together, we um, we do everything together. So yeah, no, it's been good, good, good for this. So that's when I was only down in your mind when Dino was standing over that free. No, 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 I, I know, I know he's very cool when it comes when it comes to the crunch, you know. So the minute I was right behind, the minute he struck, he knew he knew it was going over. So it was it was, it was great, yeah.